Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football league with the help of our starting lineup. At host to quarterback the show, we have Nick Giacobbe. Up next, a dual threat in Dynasty and Daily Fantasy, we have Cody Repass. And finally, working the waiver wire, we have Nick Cap. These are your playmakers that will provide you with sleepers, breakouts, and busts to help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 23, the Jordan episode of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where LeBron we give you our predictions, play. our picks, and the hopes that we hope we prevail throughout the 2021 fantasy football season. I am your host, Nick Giacobbe, and joining me is Nick Cap. Uh, Nick, we're recording on Wednesday, November 17th. It is Life Day for you Star Wars fans, so happy Life Day, and I'm excited to get into the show. So, Nick, how are we feeling heading into week 11? Ah, uh, there's some weeks you feel more confident than others. This is not this is not one of my favorite weeks of the, the season, but uh we move on. We Why move on. Why is that? Why is that? Some tough matchups for some of my bigger players. Some some matchups I'm not looking forward to. Okay. But uh okay. it's all good. It's all good. Some good games this week. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think there are a couple of really good games. So we're going to get into it. We have a fun show today, as always, on our Fridays. We have news and injuries uh, updates that we can give you as of, again, Wednesday, November 17th. We have lock flop. We're each going to give you one player from each position that we say should be locking to your lineups and another one that is going to be a total flop. And lastly, we're going to do a rapid fire segment, give you a start sit from each game. But before we do that, if this is your first time watching or listening, thank you so much. We do this show on Tuesdays, on Fridays, and live on Sunday mornings before kickoff. If you're listening to the Tuesday or Friday show, the audio can be fine on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere where you could find a podcast, you could find the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. If you are on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It really does help and go a long way, so thank you for that. If you would prefer to watch the show instead of just listening, you could go to our YouTube channel, Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where all of our episodes are uploaded. For the live show on Sundays, it is live 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. We'll do that this week as we do every single week. If you want to follow us on social media, and please do the TikTok, the Twitter, and the Instagram is Primetime FF Pod. The Facebook and the YouTube is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Okay, injury updates and news. Start off with Devontae Booker. Something's off with his hip. Uh, he didn't practice today. Joe Judge said, quote unquote, doesn't look good. And Sterling Shepard also sat out with a quad injury. We don't have this in the news, but I believe Saquon either practiced today or is close to practice. Limited practice. I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm going to speak about the Giants running backs a little bit later. So I will – I'm going to leave it at that. Um, if you have anything you want to say, Nick, you can, but I will – I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, I'll wait, I'll wait till you cover it. All right. Uh, there's a reason for that, by the way. I'll talk about it later on in, in the show. Tua Tagovailoa is expected to play against the Jets this week. Um, he's not in our lock flop segment, but I'm saying right now, if he does play, he should be locked into your lineups because the Jets are not a good football team. Their defense is not a good defense, and he'll probably have a pretty good week against them. Um, I think all Dolphins should be locked into your lineups this week. I think we have one or two Dolphins in our lock flop, but um, I would lock them in. So, Nick, any uh, uh, what are your thoughts on playing Tua this week for your Jets? Uh, I mean, to it. I mean, you you gotta play to it. You gotta play your Dolphins. I mean, over the last three or four games, the Jets have allowed 145 points. 
um, that that's some sort of record somewhere, or maybe it was 195. Not 195. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It, whatever it was a, whatever it was the number is, number. it's a lot. You know, it was a big number. They're, they're allowing points. They're allowing touchdowns, and you know, with with Joe Flacco at quarterback, maybe brings the interception number down a little bit, but not enough for me to trust the Jets to go out there and go cool Joe. win the game or not, you know, put up a ton of points anyway. So I, I think the Dolphins will roll the Jets this week. Yeah, probably. Uh, Nick Seriani said that Miles Sanders, quote-unquote, if he is healthy, he'll play. Also said he'll be the starter when he's on the field. Um, he might be on your waiver wire. Maybe he's worth a pickup, but he's definitely not worth a start in even a flex spot. I'm not starting Miles Sanders. Not not a chance I roll the dice with him. If he's on your, uh, if he's on the waiver wire, I think you can try picking him up and holding him, but I, I don't know how he will be a starter unless if he has two or three consistently good games. Yeah, I agree. Also for the Eagles, Dallas Goddard did not practice today. He's still in concussion protocol. Can't really say much on that. Um, Kyler Murray did practice today. He took a couple drills, nothing crazy. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins did not. Something to monitor this week going into Sunday. I personally hope they don't play because the Seahawks badly need a win. Um, Chris Carson is also still not practicing. That's not good news for the Seahawks and probably not good news for your fantasy team because Alex Collins is only averaging like um, – only like five your uh five points a game. However, I do want to give you some good news for for the Seahawks. If you have a Seahawks running back, I gotta pull up this quote that I saw last night. I, I was in such a good mood last night. The Spider Man trailer was gonna drop. It was gonna be great, and it was great. I was so excited, and then I'm scrolling my Twitter timeline, and I see a quote from good old Pete Carroll. Quote unquote: We need to run it more. <laughs> my response was. There's no way he actually said this. Ha, 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 We're doomed. Anyway, uh, according to Pete Carroll, the reason they're losing football games is because Alex Collins isn't running the football enough. So there you go. Uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan thinks that Elijah Moore will play. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> uh, I can't with Pete Carroll. He thinks that Elijah Mitchell is going to play on Sunday. That is good news. I think he snapped his finger or um, something like that. But, Nick, uh, are you starting Elijah Mitchell this week? Yeah, I mean, he's a good play. You're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to go up. They just came off a big win against the Rams. They're going to be running the ball. They should have it. Elijah Mitchell should have a good game. Oh, man. <laughs> God. All right. Uh, Logan Thomas has a chance to play. Uh, we're laughing so much because Nick threw an inside joke in our notes, and I blame him for that one. Okay, it's only a joke that we would get, and he decided to put it in there, so that's why. That is why we're laughing so much right now. Um, nothing's funny about Elijah Mitchell because he really should be locked into your lineups. He's had, I think, 20-plus fantasy points two out of the last three weeks. I know he put up a stinker on uh, Monday night because he got injured a little bit, but that's okay. Um, I'm locking him into the lineup. He's the running back one right now in San Francisco on a team that does like to run the ball until they get to the half-inch line and Kyle's new check find his way into the end zone, but that's Kyle Shanahan's fault. All right, Logan Thomas has a chance to play this week on Sunday. Ricky Seals-Jones is injured. I don't think either of them practiced today, but Logan Thomas, he's still in the IR, I think, so he can be activated off the IR and play on Sunday. Are you starting him this week, Nick, if he does end up playing? If he's playing with no – if uh, Jones is not playing this um, there, I think you have to play him. Um, Logan Thomas should have – Back from the injury, um, Darren taking a back over the last couple weeks. So, with my mind, he should be a good play. Uh, he seals hurt, gonna be locked in at the one with probably no limited snap count. I 
Washington is extremely thin at tight end after that. Um, so I doubt it's a Wednesday that they sign somebody and plan on playing him and teaching him the whole playbook for the tight end position. Um, so I think you have, you have no problem playing Logan Thomas. Well, the Panthers are a top 10 defense against tight ends when it comes to fantasy. So I think I'd give him a game. I think I'd start whatever backup you've been starting, whether it's Dan Arnold or maybe it's Mike Gusecki or I think I'd play Dan play Arnold and Gusecki. If you have like Dalton Schultz or Higby who struggled the last few weeks, I'm willing to on Logan Thomas. Joe Flacco was also named the starter for the Jets um, with Zach Wilson still injured. I don't think it matters who's a quarterback for the Jets. I, I mean, Corey Davis, he's been inconsistent. Michael Carter, Nick loves Michael Carter. He just traded for him, but I, did trade I don't think the quarterback him. matters when it comes to fantasy purposes. Uh, I, I agree to some extent. I think it matters because I think Flacco's not going to turn the ball over as much as Mike. I think um, the Jets are the only team this year with – I think 30 turn total turnovers. I think Joe Flacco brings that number down at quarterback. So cool, I think for the Dolphins defense, as much as people want to play them, I don't know if you're going to get as big of a game as you're thinking because I don't think they're turning the ball over as much with them at quarterback. Yeah, that could end up being a trap play. Yeah. I could see that being a trap play. So uh, that's all the news we have for now. Again, it's Wednesday, but that's all we really have for now. We're going to go to lock flop, give you a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end that we think should be locked into your lineups and one that we think should be a flop. So, Nick, who is your quarterback lock of the week to finish as a top 10 fantasy quarterback? I got Cam Newton. Cam Newton is going to be announced the starter at the end of this week. Not a question in my mind that he's going to get the role. And Washington is number 32 against the quarterback position in the league. Uh, it's a very good matchup. He's going up against his old coach, Ron Rivera. So even though it's not a revenge game, I mean, it's his, re it's his return game in Carolina as a starter uh, in at Carolina. So he's going to be playing in his home stadium against his former coach. I love it. I love Cam Newton this week. I think he has no problem finishing within the top 10. I could see him finishing within the top five. I think he's that big of a threat. And with the way that they used Robbie Anderson in the goal line, the way that they're going to use DJ Moore with him, McCaffrey's obviously going to have his role in the offense. The, this team should have no problem moving the ball up the field. I think they're going to look a lot more like they did the first three weeks of the year than they did for the next four without McCaffrey with Cam Newton at quarterback. For me, it's Joe Burrow, and I've been really high on Joe Burrow. I'm actually I'm announcing this on the show. I'm starting Joe Burrow over Russell Wilson this week because I can't trust the Seahawks at this point, but I trust Joe Burrow. He's at over 20 fantasy points four of the last five weeks. I know he had a stinker against the Browns. Bad off game for the Bengals, but coming off the bye, I think that the Bengals are kind of hungry for a win. So uh, they're going to Vegas, and they, the Raiders actually haven't played well in Vegas. They've allowed a couple quarterbacks to score, I think, over 20, 25 fantasy points. I think Jacoby Brissett was one of them. So I think he has a good game. I think it could end up being a shootout with these two defenses. So I think Derek Carr and Joe Burrow are top 10 quarterback plays this week. I think they're both going to have good weeks. So play both of them. Play Obviously, you're going to play Jamar Chase. You're going to play Hunter Renfro, I think, Darren Waller. So I think there's a lot of really good plays in that game. That could yeah. be a pretty fantasy-friendly game. So I think Joe Burrow's a guy you could trust week in and week out to be your starter in fantasy. Whereas Russell Wilson, I don't know. I mean – he doesn't play well this week. I, I did take the L down. For those of you that watched our last show, I had the L up there. I, I took it down because I'm being generous, but I don't know. If he doesn't play well this week, he's getting the L again. So um, Here's an interesting report about Russell Wilson. We didn't talk about it. Um, you know, it's not groundbreaking. I didn't news, see but... this report, so what's the report? I, so he was walking news. around practice, and usually he's like a big like high-five fist bump guy. He would not touch anybody with his right hand, which tells me that he's still got some pain in that throwing hand. This was today? Me, what? This was today? This was today. 
So the report, so you know, I he's going to be out there. He's going to play because they rushed him back to play because they need the recovery. But that tells me there's something he's, off in the hands. He's playing. He's, he's not, playing one more game this season. He's if not. He, if he's they're, not they're losing. He's not, they lose Sunday, and he's getting shut down. And then he's gonna. Then he's gonna go leave the team. So, but and then I and then I'm I'm gonna cry. Um, <laughs> who's your Who's your quarterback? Well, I have the Knicks. Don't worry, I have the Knicks. We're fine. <laughs> I have the Knicks. I got my Packers, my new team that I own. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Nick, who's your biggest quarterback bust of the week? All right, here's my trap quarterback of the week. It's going against the Detroit Lions at home. It's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has no receiving options on that team. Baker Mayfield has, is dealing with two injuries at the moment. Baker Mayfield has Nick Chubb in his backfield, no cream hunt, so he's not passing to that guy. The the way that Cleveland wins this game is Nick Chubb's going for 200 yards against the Lions. That's the way they're going to win this game. Nick Chubb's going to absolutely manhandle this team, and there is not going to be much of a role for Baker Mayfield as a passer in this game. I could see him getting one touchdown to a tight end and under 150 passing yards, and it's not at a fault of Baker Mayfield. He's dealing with the injury. You manage the clock. You run the ball with your running back, and that's how you win this game. I think Stefanski says he's hurt. We don't need to risk it. We're going up early. Our defense is good enough to not let Jared Goff, who's injured, um, march up against us. We're going to destroy them on the ground, and Baker Mayfield just will not have a good game. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, he's dealing with he's dealing with injuries, plural, yeah. by the way. Uh, for me, it's Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has been a, a reliable streamer over the last few weeks. I know last week he put up like an eight-point stinker, but he's been a reliable streamer. And Wentz has played really well this year to the point where Eagles fans are clamoring, why did they let Carson go? They let Carson go because you put a statue in front of the stadium of your backup quarterback. This dude had to walk into the link every day like, behind, like with that statue in front of his face. So that's why you let Carson go. Um, but uh, he's going up against the Bills defense. The Bills defense has been the best defense against quarterbacks and running backs. I'm not as worried about Jonathan Taylor. He may not have a 20-point game, but he can still get a 15-point game. Carson Wentz isn't finishing in the top 10 with quarterbacks, so there's no reason why you should start unless you're really, really desperate. Like Stafford's your starter, or maybe Wentz is your backup, and your options on the waiver wire are Justin Fields and Baker. So I wouldn't start Carson Wentz, though. Uh, what about wide receivers, Nick? Who's your biggest wide receiver lock of the week? Just so you know, Wait, just real quick, just so you know, I wrote down Carson Wentz as my flop of the week as well until I saw Nick had him. So we're both the total agreements that we don't think Wentz is finishing at the yeah. top. Um, for the wide receiver position, I'm locking in Brandon Ayuk this week. I know it's a weird one, and he's been struggling so far, but Ayuk against Jacksonville, I think he could deliver. And knowing Elijah Mitchell's dealing with some injuries, I know they're going to run the ball. Debo Samuel's a little dinged up too. Ayuk's been seeing the field a lot more. I don't know if he's going to have a big enough 20-point fantasy game but I think Ayuk shows you a little something this week. I think he hits double digits, no problem. I think he's a fine flex play. Um, can give you the number. How do you? I, I gotta say, how do you? Have the, I don't want to cut you off, but how do you have the confidence to play him? It, because his snap share is going up, and his targets have been going up over the past few weeks from where he was at the beginning. I think there's a lot of fear that you drafted him in the fifth round, and that's you know, that's you drafted him pretty much to be a wide receiver too, or your number one flex. And I think with a lot of with a lot of those bigger players on by this week with the Rams, I think there's a shot to block Ayuk. I think he'll be fine against Jacksonville. I don't think Jacksonville poses much of a threat. I could just see him having a good enough week. You'll be happy with him at your flex position. And you know everybody's been down on him all year. I think most of it's due to his ADP. At the, let's be realistic, he should have been an 11th round, 12th round guy. Um, he should have been more where Debo was drafted. The two of them should have been flipped. Um, and if you drafted him there, you wouldn't be terribly disappointed with where he was this season. 
Because the fact is, the guy in the 10th round, you're playing him based on his matchup, and that's exactly what Ayuk is. This is a good matchup for him. Uh, a great matchup I see on the board is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks catches a lot of balls. He gets a lot of targets, and he's facing the worst defense in the league when it comes to fantasy uh, production against wide receivers. So Brandon Cooks should have a big day in, against the Tennessee Titans. He's had over 17, 18 fantasy points five out of the nine weeks. I think two of those weeks, he also had over like 10. Um, he's had two or three stinkers, but he plays on the Texans. So the Texans themselves are only going to play so well. So there's really nobody to shut him down on Tennessee. I see no problem. I think Tyrod will start. He should start. So he should feed Brandon Cooks the ball that whole game. So I think Brandon Cooks is loaded up for um, a 20-plus point fantasy uh, fantasy day. What about your running back, Nick? Who's your biggest lock of the week? Actually, uh, excuse me. Uh, I flop for wide receiver. Yeah, for, I forgot that. Uh, who's your flop for wide receivers? Mine's Tyre McLaurin. Tyre McLaurin has struggled in every week. He hasn't scored a touchdown. Heineke just had a big game. I don't think he bounces and has two in a row against Carolina. Uh, as I said, I think Cam handles this team pretty easily. Uh, and Terry's going to get shadowed by Stephon Gilmore, who's been incredibly good since he's returned from injury. Um, McLaurin's only delivered good fantasy weeks where he scored at least one touchdown. I don't see that happening in this game. Carolina's been very good on the back end. And ever since Gilmore's got there, he's been shadowing the number one wide receiver. He's following McLaurin for this game. It's kind of the Jalen Ramsey effect that Nick always talks about. Um, but this time it's with, someone, it's with Stephon Gilmore, former defensive player of the year. Um, so I'm, I'm going with Mike Williams and here's why Mike Williams should be on our stash or trash segment at this point, because in his last six weeks, he has had over seven fantasy points once in six weeks. People are saying, we were saying on the show, drop Allen Robinson, drop OBJ. Mike Williams is riding off his first three weeks. We're now in week 11. His last six, two, 36, four, three, seven, seven. And now he's facing a Steelers defense that's pretty good against wide receivers. They haven't let up many touchdowns, haven't met up, let up many yards. Keenan Allen's snap shares are going up, obviously. Austin Eckler gets his. Joshua Palmer's snap shares are going up. Mike Williams started out really, really hot, and people were saying steal of the draft. And he's not playable. I'm saying that he's not playable at the moment if he's only averaging seven fantasy points a week over those last six. He's not playable. So that's where I am on Mike Williams. He's got to ride your bench until he proves that he should be playable again when, when that position is just way too deep. Um, Nick, running backs, your biggest lock of the week. Michael Carter. I've talked about him for multiple weeks. I love this kid. I think he's talented. I watch Jet games. And, you know, over the past five years, I'm not the Jets fan that says Jamison Crowder's the lock. I'm not the Jets fan that said, you And know, I'll back well, Nick on it. Um, there, you know, there, there are Jet fans out there that I speak to good friends of mine um, that, you know, tend to Nick, hype up players. Nick's a got that early. Seattle background. He's a New Yorker at heart. So uh, a little, a little too early. But um, Nick's a good Jet fan. I, I always know that when I talk Jets with him, he's going to shoot it straight. So Nick is shooting it straight here with Michael Carter, even though I don't think he's worth Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> I traded Zeke for him, Keeper League. So Keeper League. So we talked about Keeper trades on Monday. Nick did a Keeper trade, um, which yeah. is smart for him if he thinks that Michael Carter is going to be that guy. So smart for him. I, I told Nick, I, I don't remember if I said it on the podcast, and it's going to be a way too early prediction. And I'd, if we had a lot ton of views, I'd get I'd get you know abused for this one. I think he's the next Alvin Kamara. That's the talent that I see in Michael Carter when I watch him play football. Um, Michael Carter, he's, my, he's the guy I'm keeping. He's the guy I trade for. He's the guy I'm locking in this week. Joe Flacco doesn't turn the ball over. 
Um, the Jets' offense—they're running—they're running short plays with Flacco. They're—they're they're not. They've been getting ripped apart for trying to air this ball out. The whole point of the, the you know, the whole thing that's been the criticism of the Jets is check down, check down, check down. It's what Mike White did in his most productive game. Uh, and Michael Carter has been very good. Michael Carter has been very good for those check downs. He's had double digit touches um, every week this year, except week one uh, and week three against Denver, where they went down early. I think they got shut out in that game. Uh, over the last uh, five games of his, he's averaging around 20 points per game. Uh, his one bad game was 9.6, where he didn't find the end zone. Uh, and all those in the last four weeks, he's played New England, Cincinnati, Indy, and Atlanta. Three of those have incredibly good. Uh, rushing defenses um, this week. He's going up against Miami ranked number 20. This is going to be his best matchup ever since they started using him as the true starter of this team. I think Michael Carter has a day this week. I think he gives you 20 points. No problem. Easy peasy um, to absolutely destroys this Miami team. Michael Carter solidifies himself as the second best rookie running back in this class. Now we don't root for injuries ever. However, if you do have A.J. Dillon and you had him as a backup, whether it was Tyron Jones or you had A.J. Dillon just to have the backup running back, uh, you should be very thankful with Thanksgiving right around the corner. You got a nice Black Friday deal because guess what? He had 26 fantasy points with uh, Aaron Jones getting hurt last week, and he's going to have another 25-plus fantasy day. The Vikings defense has allowed, like, the ninth most fantasy points to running backs, I believe. And, and on top of that, the Packers will probably go up in this game because the Vikings always get smushed by the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is kind of most of the time. Aaron Rodgers just owns that division. He's in Arizona in his division. Doesn't have the, the 49ers. Doesn't have the Rams. No, Aaron Rodgers has dealt with the Bears and the Lions for like 20 years. So, and the Vikings. So, anyway. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears like I own the Packers. It's, Basically, yeah. It's, and there you go. Um, for those of you that missed our last show, uh, Nick did buy a share of Packers stock. So, he is now a part owner of the Green Bay Packers. Part owner of the Packers. Yeah. Um, so, Nick, who's your running back flop of the week? Mine's Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson's getting a lot of hype from his last game. 20 points, two touchdowns. Carolina, as I said, great defense, been shutting teams down. It took Gibson 24 carries last week where he only delivered 64 yards and found two touchdowns. Um, they're not going to be ahead in this game. They're not going to be running the ball 24 times. Um, that's not going to happen against Carolina. I know if I said that, it's not going to happen against Tampa Bay. Um, you would have said the same thing, but I don't trust Washington to go back-to-back -back weeks and go deliver. Also came right off the bye week, so he had some time to rest his shin. I think Gibson's a good trade-for candidate right now um, because he could be very good. He could deliver on that ADP for the second half of the year if he is healing a lot better since that bye week. But I just don't see it happening this matchup. This is his best week of the year, and he had to get two touchdowns. The better week before that was another two-touchdown week. Hasn't cracked 70. Oh, he cracked 70 rushing yards once this year. I, I think he's struggling. I don't think he'll be able to perform at this level for the rest of the year. For me, you're flopping both of the Giants running backs because you first off, you don't know which one's starting. That's the bigger issue. It's a Monday night game. You don't know which one's starting. So maybe if you have both of them on your team, it's an easier decision. But even if you have both, if both of them are healthy and both play, you don't know who's going to be a starter and who's going to get more touches. On top of that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is the top 10 fantasy defense when it comes to the, run, the running backs. I know they shut down Zeke Elliott week one, and they've had a couple of their uh, running backs that they shut down. Gibson had two touchdowns last week at 60 yards. So give props to that one, but um, I don't think that either Giants running back is playable this week. They're both a bit banged up. You don't know which one's going to start. It's a Monday night game. I think there's going to be a better option out there. Um, tight ends, Nick, who's your tight end lock of the week? 
Mine's Pat Fryermuth. His only bad game uh, in the last five was with Mason Rudolph as quarterback. As long as Big Ben's back this week, you're locking him in. Uh, the Chargers have not been good in the season. Uh, Fryermuth's been pretty good. Over the last four games, he had 13, 14, 22, and then this past week, eight, and still had nine targets in it. Set six targets, um, over six targets over the last four weeks, averaging around eight and a half. Um, as long as Big Ben's back in there, Frymuth should have no problem delivering on another Monday Night Miracle. Two weeks ago, uh, at home against Chicago, gave you 22, which was enough for the tight end one on the week. I think you could do the same for another Monday Night Miracle. My lock is Mike Gusecki. The Jets are a top 10 defense that allows uh, the 10th most fantasy points, two tight ends. They were number one or two for a while. Um, Gusecki, did he face the Jets? He did not face the Jets yet. Um, he, put up a, he put up a horrible game. He put up a goose egg. I scored as many fantasy points as Mike Gusecki last week. The only difference was he had seven targets and I had zero. Um, terrible week. But I think he bounces back this week against the Jets defense. Play all the Dolphins against the Jets. And I do want to give a shout-out here. Um, my buddy Jared um, talked about him before. I did slaughter him in our week one matchup, but he got me back. He beat me by like 40 points this week. Um, he actually had Gusecki when he scored that goose egg week one, and I had Gusecki. So it was like a it was like a soul for a soul situation. It was a perfectly balanced, do a nice Thanos quote in there. Um, but uh, Jared beat me, so I got to give him cro- uh, props. I got to give Jared props for that one. Uh, Nick, who's your tight end flop of the week? Mine's any tight end that's playing for Philly. Ever since Zach Ertz left, that tight end room has not been the same. Those tight ends are not delivering. Um, we th- we thought for years that Goddard would step up and be a top five, top seven fantasy tight end without Zach Ertz there. And the truth is, the best comparison I have for him is Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was the was a top five fantasy wide receiver last year with Julio Jones as his as his tight end, as the wide receiver one there. And that's because he was getting the matchup with the number two guy. Julio was always seeing. Your cornerback one shadowing him and a safety over the top. Once you give Calvin Ridley that treatment, he got shut down. And that's kind of what Goddard's getting. He's the best. He's probably the best pass catcher, not named Devontae uh, Smith on that team. But Devontae's still a rookie. Goddard's a proven veteran. Um, and he's getting locked down the last few weeks. He had two games over double digits since the bye week. But over the last five games, 4, 12, 13, 7, 5. Now he's dealing with a concussion. If Dallas Goddard's out, the backup guy is Jack Stahl, and I just do not trust him. I think there's going to be a lot of reports that the Philly tight end, Philly tight ends have delivered over the last five years. Um, play him, lock him in. It's just the culture, young quarterback. I think that's going to be the report if you see Goddard's not playing, and I just don't trust it. I don't trust that position in that room. I don't think they can deliver a top ten week. For me, it's uh, it's going to be Gerald Everett, a Seahawk, and he had 14 fantasy points last week, eight receptions, 63 yards. But aside from that, he's had one, five, six, ten, one, ten. People are going to jump off the waiver wire and think that Russell Wilson found a new target. I don't think so. I, I, I'm, I'm very hesitant to play any Seahawk at the moment. I don't even want to play Russell Wilson in our league, Nick, and I kind of feel like I have to because I don't have a backup. I don't even want to play Russell Wilson. DK might be the only playable Seahawk right now. And you know what? Maybe Tyler Lockett makes me eat his words on Sunday. I hope he does, but um, you're not playing Everett. Don't chase the targets. Don't chase last week because it was a fluke. Um, so there you go. We, we, I don't know if you had something to say about that. but I was going to say, if you want another quarterback, I could always use another keeper so we could talk if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All righty. <laughs> We're now going to end things off with a rapid fire start-sit segment. Um, so we're going to let you know 
um, players that we think you should start and players that you think, uh, you know, whichever, whichever one we think um, you should start out of these two players. All right. I'm going to start off. Let's do the Seahawks game first. Any Seahawks running back, whether it's Chris Carson, Alex Collins, or Chase Edmonds. I am starting Chase Edmonds. I don't know if Chase Edmonds is playing, but if it's Chase Edmonds or James Conner, I'll play Connor, both. Connor Edmonds. Uh, excuse me. Edmonds can't play. He's on IR. Uh, Connor. Yeah, so if it's Connor, I'm locking in Connor. No questions asked. Colts at the Bills, Michael Pittman or Stephon Diggs? That's a good one. Diggs had a nice bounce back week, and Pittman's been pretty consistent. I'm going to have to go with Diggs here because Buffalo's been really good on defense. Um, But I think most weeks, I think at this point, I'd probably take Pittman. Um, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Most weeks I would take Pittman, but the Bills are very good on defense. I'm worried to start any Colts this week, so I'm taking uh, Diggs. Ravens at the Bears, Darnell Mooney or Marquise Hollywood Brown? That's an easy lock for Brown. Yep, I, I agree with that one for sure. DeAndre Swift or any Browns running back? That's I'm going to take the Browns fun. running back, whether it's Dearness Johnson or Nick Chubb. I'm going to take the Browns running back in this one. Dearness Johnson has had 20-plus fantasy points in the two games he started. I, I, Here's I, a hot I, take. I, Here's a hot take. I'll, you know what? I will say this. I will say this. I think I'd rather start Dearness Johnson than Nick Chubb. I will happily disagree with that hot take. Do you, are you I'm, saying I'm thinking, from a football perspective or from a fantasy? No, from a fantasy perspective. From a fantasy perspective, Nick Chubb hasn't. He's had a bunch of you know underwhelming games this year, and Dearness Johnson has really shown out in the games that he's been the starter. So I'll I'll I will take that hot take. Um, uh, that's tough. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I'll stick okay. with that. Hard. All right, that's fair. that's fair. Chubb's been a little injured. I, I won't argue too much. I mean, I'll take. I want to say I think I would take Swift. I I could see Nick Chubb getting 200 yards very easily here. I I think it could happen. Um, but I just think DeAndre Swift has used too much in the passing game where Nick Chubb isn't. I think Chubb is only going to see the field 70, 65 percent of the time. I think Swift is going to see it closer to 80 to 90. So. I'll go with Swift just because I think he sees the field more, but I think both have a monster game. All right. Brandon Cooks or A.J. Brown? I'm just saying A.J. Brown because he's going to have a monster game against the Texans. He's going to have eight receptions, 100 yards, a touchdown. He's going to be a top three wide receiver on the week. I love Brandon Cooks. Just spoke about him, but A.J. Brown. Going the opposite. A.J. Brown's been great and all, but I think Brandon Cooks is the only piece that on that offense that's reliable. And Tannehill and Vabral have found a way to spread the ball to other pieces. They're using three running backs pretty effectively, not for fantasy, but for actual football purposes, two wide receivers and two tight ends. Um, they're spreading the love over there, and it's resulted in wins, and it could happen right here against Houston with no questions asked. And I think you know they could go up early, just run the ball. I think it's Deontay Foreman who's the running back that's kind of taken over there, um, where I think Brandon Cooks is going to have to be effective. I think Brandon, Co- Brandon Cooks with Tyrod Taylor is averaging around 20 points per game as well. So um, I, I was thinking I'll stick with Brandon Cooks here. Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson? Now, just to be clear, we try to do this with flex plays or guys that you kind of may or may not start. But with this game, I mean, you're starting Thielen, you're starting Delvin Cook, starting AJ Dale. Like, you're starting everybody. So, yeah, this is what we're going with. So Justin Jefferson or Devontae Adams? I'm doing I'm doing Devonta Adams with the Vikings are like a top I think it was five. Uh, let's see, I'm gonna pull up right here. Vikings are currently actually they're outside the top ten on fantasy pros, but they've given up a lot of points to wide receivers. They just gave up like 26 to CD Lamb like two weeks ago. So yeah, I'm starting Devonta Adams. 
I'll go with Devontae as well. The Packers' defense has been sneaky good. Over the last two weeks, they shut out Seattle, and they held, without Aaron Rodgers, they held Kansas City to 13. So they've been pretty good at stopping. And they've been a lot better than people have thought so far. Jalen Waddle or Corey Davis? Waddle, he's going to have so many targets on this team. Yep. Agreed. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to say for this one. The the Saints are the hardest team to do this segment with because there's just no flex play on that team. So, <laughs> Dallas Goddard if he plays or uh, Trotman at tight end. Uh, Goddard if he plays. I don't. I'm skipping this one. Like there's nobody to play from this game except for Kamara, Hurts, and Devontae Smith. Yeah, there's I nobody don't else you're playing from this game. I so. wouldn't play either. But if you had to give me the choice, even though I don't like Goddard on the week, I would not trust Trotman. No. Um, Terry McLaurin or DJ Moore? Uh, I know you don't like Terry this week, but I'm starting Terry. Um, I, I feel like they've both been a little inconsistent, but I love the talent of Terry McLaurin, and I don't think the Panthers' defense is very good, so I'm going to start Terry McLaurin in this one. I, I agree with you. I don't like DJ Moore with Cam at quarterback, um, but I think yeah, he should have the He should. I could see I could see going for a monster game, but – I think Ter- Terry's going to have to be the to use even with Gilmore shadowing. Yeah, uh, James Robinson or Elijah Mitchell? I'll go Robinson. Robinson's been really good when he's been on the field. I'll go with Elijah Mitchell because of the game script. I think the 49ers are a much better football team than the Jaguars. T. Higgins or Hunter Renfro? I'm going to go Renfro. I've liked Renfro ever since uh, – Ever since, well, bad way to put it, but ever since Henry Ruggs has not been on the field uh, – Renfro's been a really good option. Even with Ren- him on the field. Renfro's, Renfro's, I'm going to go with Renfro too because Renfro's only had one bad game on the season, really. He had 6.6 points against Denver. Um, and he's had 10, 11, 12 a couple weeks, but that's still double digit fantasy points. He's had back to back weeks of 17 plus. He's had an 18, a 16 in there. So I'm going to go with Renfro. I think Renfro's a guy you could trust in your flex spot just about every week. All right. Um, Chiefs. Against the Cowboys, you're playing a lot of people from this game, so we're just doing a stack. So let's go with Dak Prescott and Amari or CD. You could choose whichever one you want, or uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. So as good as the Dallas defensive's been, it's been the front seven. And Diggs, Diggs has been a little inflated because his interception number is high, but he's actually not been too great at coverage. And if and they usually do have him shadow. I could very easily see Tyreek just cooking him and like making an example out of interceptions not being the stat. Um, so I'm going to go with Tyreek Mahomes. But, I mean, as Nick said, play every single I'm taking, I'm taking Dak and CD because, you know what, the Chiefs defense isn't great and it's going to be a shootout and all Dak does is throw the football in shootouts. So I'm going to take Dak and CD. Mike Williams or Deontay Johnson? This, I think this is the Sunday night game or is it the Cowboys game? I think this is the Sunday night game. Yeah, that, no, that's Monday night. Uh, no, Monday night's, Monday night's the Giants. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. It's Sunday night is Steelers and Chargers, and Big Ben isn't playing, as far as I know. Uh, Deontay Johnson or Mike Williams? I'm still taking Deontay Johnson for the target share, even if Mason Rudolph is at quarterback. Yeah, I'm right with you. I'll take the guaranteed workload over your shot in the dark. And then finally, I think I forgot to do one for the Monday Not night game. Sorry. It's Booker versus. Oh, I didn't see. okay. Uh, 
any Giants running back or Leonard Fournette, give me Leonard Fournette. This is a good bounce back week for Leonard Fournette. Good bounce back week for Tampa Bay. Give me playoff Lenny. Yep, Tampa Bay's going to win. And they had a close game on Monday night last year, I believe. But um, I should say bounce back week. He had 17 last week against Washington. Solid game for playoff Lenny. But he's going to have a big one against the Giants, I believe. So um, I'm playing uh, Leonard Fournette for sure. All right, that was our show for this week or for Friday. Thank you so much for listening. If you didn't answer your questions or if we didn't uh, get to anything that you wanted to be uh, – um, you know, to know, um, we're going to have a question segment in our Sunday show. It'd be 1130 AM Eastern time. You can either submit your questions to us prior to the show and we'll answer them on the show, or we could join in the live stream. We're going to be on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Our Facebook and YouTube is primetime fantasy podcast. The YouTube, um, the Twitter is primetime FF pod. Um, again, this show, you can find the audio versions on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, basically anywhere where you can find your podcast. And the video version is on our YouTube channel. Nick, anything else you would like to say before we head into week 11? Yeah, definitely check us out on social. We got a lot of content coming up, especially that Q&A. And you're going to find out what time we're going to be live on Sunday. Um, we, we, you know, I'm, I'm sure Nick and I in five minutes, as soon as we hit the end button, We'll be figuring out what time that Sunday live is. You're going to want to be on our Twitter. You're going to be on our Instagram for those updates. And you're going to make sure uh, to drop a question. We got some pretty cool. We we answer every question that comes through. So drop the question then early on or come around for the live. All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you on Sunday, week 11, 